it's time for another dose of pharmacy therapy. Now, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share why those who would benefit from one of the best doses of mental health don't seek it. And as a pharmacist, having these conversations that you will have, by the way, whether you want to or not, you will be faced with these situations. If you do them right, you can literally save someone's life. It's time for a dose of real talk on something every pharmacist sees, but hardly anybody talks about, therapy. I'm your host, Dr. Adam Martin, and you're listening to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Let's dive in to the deep side of mental health. I see my victory so clear. I see my victory so clear. It's a day we break through. It's a day we break through. Therapy is one of those stigmatized tools in your pharmacist's white coat that is just not utilized the way it's supposed to. If you interact with patients, I can guarantee that you have met a patient or a provider who you know would benefit from talking to someone to guide them through a tough spot because let's be real, we all have them. Maybe it's something that you've been through or you've been considering for yourself. Now, while I'm no therapist, I can tell you that there's lots of different types of therapy. There's lots of beliefs about therapy and on and on and on. And I can talk about those things, but what I really want to focus on today is something that will serve both you and your patients very well the three biggest barriers to therapy. Because here's the deal, if you wanna reach a certain outcome, regardless of its mental health, your career, it doesn't matter. If you wanna reach a certain outcome, if you wanna take a certain action that you know would be good for you, but there's stuff in your way blocking you from actually reaching that outcome or taking that action, it likely will never happen. So I wanna share some of the most common reasons why people who would benefit from therapy don't get it and provide some antidotes to consider so that if you ever encounter these in your own life, you can feel equipped to drop a dose of encouragement. So let's start off with Captain Obvious, the most common block, the stigma of therapy. The most common beliefs blocking someone to even consider therapy stem from either fear, negative conditioning from parents, friends, or culture. Beliefs that you might have heard, or maybe even think yourself, like therapy is for the weak. That belief is the equivalent of Senna, Miralax, Dolcalax, and a twin pack of fleet enemas. Yeah, it's a bunch of crap. Therapy actually takes a lot of courage and strength to seek help, which let's be honest, is not easy for a lot of people to do, especially if you're a type A pharmacist, because saying I need help can be super uncomfortable in and of itself. That's right, we're going there today. But as I've said for years on this podcast and throughout all my content, self-made is made up. We all go through seasons of life. 
and some of those seasons suck. Can we just call it like it is? But there are seasons, meaning they're not supposed to last forever. So if you or someone you know feels like they're stuck in a low season for a long time, talk to a qualified professional. But here's the other side of that coin. Don't wait till you get so low that you treat therapy as a last resort because that ain't what it is. It can be extremely helpful to maintain your mental health. No breakdown required. Here's an example. You or maybe a friend you know got married or is gonna get married soon. A lot of soon to be married couples start couples therapy as a prevention, not as an indication that there's a quote problem. Ditch the labels and pick up the phone because therapy can produce some of the most healing conversations you'll ever have and they are a sign of strength, not weakness. So let's ditch those labels. That stigma is real, people feel it. You can even just say the word therapy and people start acting a certain type of way. Recognize it, address it, and encourage that it's actually a sign of strength. Second most common block to therapy, I really want you to hear me on because I've honestly shared this with dozens and dozens of patients in my career and it's really helped a lot of people reconsider this. So I want you to hear this because this has helped a ton of people and I want it to help you too. Here's the belief. Here's when I talk to patients and yes I do, when I talk to patients about therapy and they give me that sour face or the eye roll, I ask them about it. Tell me what that means. Here's what they say. I've tried therapy before, it didn't work. Now, if there's one thing I know, it's this. Therapy is a lot like dating. Yes, it's true. I'm not saying go date your therapist, but in a way I kind of am. And here's what I mean. Everyone is not for everyone and you've got to find the right fit for you. Now, what I mean is that if you're talking to a friend of yours who is in therapy or they've gone through therapy and they got a ton of, they made a ton of progress, they got a ton of healing from that therapist and you decide to try that therapist out, it doesn't work most of the time. And if that doesn't work out, it's not you, it's just not the right fit. Because here's the real talk truth when it comes to therapy. One therapist can be a godsend for one person, yet for someone else, make it feel actually worse than before they met the therapist. Y'all are probably not in your head because you've probably been there or have talked to someone who has been in that place. It is very rare if you seek therapy, the first therapist you meet to hit it off and be a perfect fit. That is not the norm. The norm is you find a fit, you kind of go through it and that can be difficult because a lot of times when you're in therapy, you're going deep. You're talking about vulnerable stuff, things that you've tried to cover up or suppress for years maybe. So for you to unveil that to someone and it not be a fit and then you're like, oh, that didn't work and then go and try that again, like that can be a traumatic experience for a lot of people. So instead of just rolling the dice, there's a few tips I can give you and you can give your patients if you're considering therapy but you're a little apprehensive so that you make sure you have the best chance 
of finding your fit. Literally, this is how you treat this. You've got to date to find your fit. So some things to consider are literally what's most important to you. So do belief systems matter? So for example, if you're a strong Christian and your faith is really important to you, would it make sense to ensure that your therapist has similar beliefs? If you're a female and you're not comfortable sharing your feelings with a male therapist, is that something you're considering? How about age? If you're older, would be meeting with a younger therapist, is that a, is that a fit for you? Would that cause some doubt? Like these are the little things that make a huge difference because here's the reality. When you're talking to a therapist, you're going to have some deep and vulnerable conversations. So you want to make sure you can control the controllables. You can't necessarily control how the conversation is going to go. But if you know you're going to be uncomfortable with a certain type of person, prevent that uncomfort from happening in the first place because the conversation is probably going to be uncomfortable anyway. So you want to make yourself as comfortable as possible, meaning that you feel comfortable to go there and allow that professional to do their work for you and with you rather than feeling like they're doing it to you. Huge difference. So make sure that if there's any triggers or aspects that make you uncomfortable, you set those standards up front to ensure the best possible right fit. That makes sense, right? Like that was huge. That's helped a lot of people. So if you missed it, rewind that because that seriously is such a game changer for so many people who have tried therapy once and it didn't work. So they just wrote it off as this isn't for me. Don't give up. You've got to find the right fit. Third most common block to therapy I've heard from patients has to do with cost and access. If a patient has insurance, you can actually go or guide them to go to the insurance company's website and search for a therapist that's covered in their network and then do like a location search. So based on their zip code, you can also, so some patients are like, well, it's far away. Uh, there's traffic. It's in the city. Um, I'm not comfortable like going into a stranger's place. Yo, yo, you can also do therapy virtually if convenience or comfort like that is an issue. Now, here's another thing. I don't have insurance. My insurance sucks on and on and on. I don't have the money. If a patient is uninsured, most therapists have programs or resources based on need and income levels to ensure that no patient who could benefit gets turned away. And whenever I talk to patients about this, they're a little apprehensive. So I have a, a really solid piece of advice that I want to share with you too. It always gets a chuckle. As I always tell my patients who are hesitant about asking for coverage, every time you ask, you risk a yes. Every time you ask, you risk a yes. It's true. But how many times are we nervous to even ask for things that we really need or want? So just take that to the bank because it is the truth. Now, I recognize this is not all comprehensive. There are a ton of other factors and considerations when it comes to therapy, which is a huge topic. But when it comes to getting results from therapy, you can't get results 
if you don't go. Medicine only works for those who take it, as we pharmacists know. So if there are blocks and barriers to going to therapy, it will not work. It really is that simple. And the three biggest ones in my perspective from what I've seen are stigma, finding the right fit, and addressing cost and access. Those three things, if you handle those, if you recognize them, they'll allow a lot of people who need that therapy to get there without being stuck by these blocks especially with all that I'm just going to talk to you real quick because we're, 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 we're we help patients we're all about serving other people but I want to direct the focus to you because I don't know if you noticed but over the last few years we've had to handle things that we weren't expected to we've had to step into roles that weren't even created before this whole pandemic went down there's a lot riding on your shoulders on top of life and all the other aspects and dynamics brought on by it, like it's a lot. And if you feel like you're struggling, number one, recognize that you've never been through this before and no one else has. So if you're being hard on yourself, I encourage you to give yourself a dose of grace and know that with all that you've been through these last few years, if you feel like you're struggling, you don't have to do that alone. If you're thinking about reaching out to a professional, but you're hesitant, that stigma comes up, maybe you've tried it before and it didn't go well, it's actually a sign of strength to make your mental health and quality of life a priority. Because I'm gonna go my soapbox here real quick. You, I'm talking to you right now, you have a bright light. I truly believe that every single person, and that includes you, were created on purpose for a purpose. To literally beam like a beacon to serve others at your highest level. You were not created to live a mediocre life. You were not created to live in pain. Pain happens. If you stay there, it becomes suffering. That's a choice. Now, that might be hard to hear, but you deserve to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. So if you feel like that light that you used to have or that, that you, you used to be beaming with, if you feel that's dimming, if you feel that's gone out, if you feel like there's more, there should be more, you should be farther ahead, you feel like you're not living your full potential and it's kind of depressing you, you feel like you're missing something, you owe it to your patients, but most importantly, you owe it to yourself to reignite your light within. So I want to really encourage you, make the call, go on the website, ask about a consultation, reach out. You are worth it. I really hope that this episode helps you and your patients on a topic not talked about enough. So really consider that for both your patients and yourself. Because life is hard, there are things that happen, all those beliefs that you hear and have been told your whole life, but you need to recognize you are destined for greatness. There's a light within you that's not just meant for you, it's meant to help other people so you can serve at your highest level. And you can't do that if you're not shining. So if you feel like you're dimming, if you feel like that's gone out, 
go and consider this. I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm telling you that you do have options. So with that, go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. God bless.